This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Two Fit Crazy Productions, TFC Productions, that's our production company helping people with their podcasts. Increase your brand, grow your business by creating your very own podcast, and we are here to help you every step of the way. You do not have to do all the work. We do a lot of it for you. This podcast is also brought to you by ContiFit.com. Get the best online training, the best in arthritis, in let's face it together, facial fitness and rehabilitation, all sorts of functional fitness training at your fingertips. That's ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at high5healthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian. Christine, where is it at today? It is Or tomorrow? Good eye, Mike. <laughs> We're in Australia. Oh, oh, oh you went Woo! there. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm really excited. Oh, you went good eye. Yes. All right. It's Jono Petrokilos from Sydney, Australia. He is kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of. Current Australia Fitness Educator of the Year, CEO and Fitness Education Online. Uh, yeah, it's um, he's amazing. Linked up with him a couple months ago and... He is doing big things in Australia for the fitness just community and is really involved. His story is amazing. He's coming to us from the future because it's nighttime here and it's the next day in Australia tomorrow. It's just mind-blowing. <laughs> he's fantastic. He's got great stories. He's got great energy. And, uh, you know, we, we know that if you want to get ahead in this industry, uh, you can't do the bare minimum, right? And that's the mm -hmm. message that we get today. It's about uh, using the education as an investment to increase your revenue. It's about, it's about you know, using the education as an investment to increase people coming into your facility mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you're offering. And, and you know, it's lost on a lot of people. Some people get so caught up in the grind at teaching classes and all this thing that they forget that maybe the best thing to do is to get somebody to cover those classes, which he actually said mm -hmm. a couple of times. So get somebody to cover those classes for a couple hours, put your nose in the books, educate yourself, you know, get a better understanding of how you can increase your revenue and how you can better your programs or, you know, whether it's on the fitness end or the business end or whatever. Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Just wherever it may, it, you need it. Right. And which is everywhere. Wait. And you said fitness. I'm talking to every, yeah. every different type of business out there and company and you name it. Yeah. And, and really see it, at, like I said, as an investment to increasing your revenue. Uh, you know, it's lost on people and sometimes people are arrogant and mm -hmm. the ego kicks in and I don't need help from anybody or this or that, right? Well, you know, you probably do. And, and uh, uh, John Wooden, the great coach, he says, when I'm through learning, I am through, mm -hmm. right? It's over. It's over. Once you're through, it's over. And, you know, it's, it's always a good time to put your nose in the books and learn. Christine and I are serial learners, so yeah. it's kind of, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, we, we don't quite understand it. We have a podcast. We're 200 and 
Oh, you know, we're approaching 250 oh, episodes is, of learning. This is college, though, this, no doubt about it. We're we giving ourselves degree. degrees, and John is going to talk about today a whole bunch of different stories he's going to go into. And in his own words, he was like, I sucked. Right. He does, and I don't use that word a lot, but that's what he said. And he literally goes through what many of us have done in our life of placing the blame on everything but yourself. And at the end of the day, you know, you could crawl up into a ball and, you know, sing poor me, or you can... Wake yourself up and be like, you know what? We are going to uh, – we're going to do this. And and he really does. And he goes into the how and the why and a and lot of online education and courses and through the Facebook group. It's the Fitness Exercise Online Community. Join it. Get on it. Look in the show notes. Whew. It's there. Amazing. Yeah, you guys are really going to enjoy this. Jono, is, is, this is a treat, uh, and uh, you're really going to love this, and uh, you know, you're going to learn from it too. So uh, win-win here on episode 223 of the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, do you know where it's at today? Uh, down under. No, it's actually tomorrow <laughs> is tomorrow. where it's at. Today, tomorrow, wherever we are, we're right here right now. Yeah. I don't know what day it is, but I know it's one day here. And in <laughs> Australia, it's the next day. And we are here with the amazing, I'm going to do it, Jono Petrohilos. Woo! <laughs> I... <laughs> Um, okay, I'm really trying. Jono, tell us your name in Australian. In Australian, it's yeah. Jono. Yeah, there it is. In, in, in Greek, it's actually uh, translated to Hasidim Metropolis, but I think we can, we, can, we can run with Jono is probably easier, oh right? <laughs> I love it. My brain hurts, Jono. But you know what? Aside from that, I am so excited to finally connect with you and bring you to the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast all the way on the other side of the world, about an hour south of New York City. So welcome, <laughs> Jono, to the Jersey Shore. No, thank you. Thank you for, for having me on. I'm excited. I'm I'm usually considered the crazy one when I go on podcasts, but with you two there, I think I'm the sane one. So I think I'm I'm uh, excited for today. We, we're all Which just going to fit in together. It's a nice You know blend. what? I'm not normal. Continental I've realized blend. that. I'm not normal. She's crazy. And that's okay. She's, I'm the sane one of the two. <laughs> and, well, you know, you'll just fit in somewhere right. in the middle. It's, it's amazing. So let's, let's talk about this for a second. You are obviously our guests do not just fall on our podcast. They're here for a reason. Jonna, what are you up to right now in Australia? Because... You're kind of a big deal. You're kind of the current Australian Fitness Educator of the Year. Just throwing it out there. And the CEO of um, Fitness Education Online. That just doesn't happen. You're not like, hey, I'm making these titles up. What are you doing? What's going on? 
Okay, so in a nutshell, what I do is I run an education organization called Fitness Education Online. It's actually one of, if not the largest organization for upskilling fitness professionals uh, in Australia and New Zealand. We do a few different things. We've got courses, we do some business coaching, we've got membership sites, we you know, run ads for, for fitness professionals, we speak at different events, we run our own events, there's a whole heap of different stuff going on. But in a nutshell, it's all about educating uh, fitness professionals to grow their fitness business. That's what I do in a nutshell. And somehow I was lucky enough to, to win that award. I think maybe they, um, uh, yeah, I don't know how I won it to be honest. I still remember the, the awards. I was up against three people. You know, one of them had a, a PhD in, in exercise physiology. Uh, the other one had been in the industry for about 35 years. I'm not even 35 years old, you know. And I was like, hey, I'm just I'm just honored to be uh, up with these people, you know, just to be in the, the nominees. And then they, they read out my name and I'm like, wow, okay, that's, that's good. I'm happy with that. How can I leverage it and just, you know, mention it on every podcast I'm on from now on? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Claim to fame. Uh, you know what? You're being recognized for your fine work. And that's the, that's the true answer to it. You know, you're, you're doing a good job for people there and, and, you're, and you're spreading the word of fitness uh, in your country and your continent. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, that's, and that's, what's, uh, you know, that's what they're recognizing for you. How, how long have you been at it with this? Oh, so... Long story short, I started in the industry, I think, 2012. So I used to run my own fitness boot camp. Um, and actually, this will be a cool story. So yeah, I used to run my own fitness boot camp. I was at a franchise, right? Uh, 75 different locations at this franchise all over Australia and New Zealand. And you were ranked based on how good you were. Basically, your retention. We'd run a 12-week challenge, and our whole goal as a trainer, as we know, it's not just to sign someone up for one 12-week challenge. We want them to train the rest of their lives, right? Right. So it was like the, the company was basically like, hey, we'll do your marketing, you know, we'll, or we'll do some of your marketing. We'll get you a whole heap of, um, you know, leads and clients come in, but it's your job to make sure these people sign up for another 12 weeks, another 12 weeks, another 12 weeks. So you were ranked how good you were based on your retention. If you're ranked number one, you were the best. If you're ranked number 75, you were the worst. Now, back in 2012, take a guess. What do you think I was ranked? Both of you can, can have a guess. I, I can't say that it's 75. <laughs> what uh, it's better than 75. I, you were number guess? one. Oh, I wish. Too kind. <laughs> <laughs> Conti, what about you? I, I mean, I always go for the like, obviously, I'm number one. But, you know, it, were you up? Were you low? Top 10? Top 10? Were you low or I high? Wish. Take a guess. Take a guess, Christine. I, I mean, I'd like to think that you were really up there because Take of where guess. you are now. But then I love the underdog story. So, you know, the underdog story for me is like maybe you were like below 50. I don't know. Okay. So what's your guess? 51? Sure. 75. Oh, I, I was ding, 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 I was, ding, ding. <laughs> I was ranked dead last. All right. And I knew 74. 74 was not a good trainer. And I'm competitive. You know, I come, I come second at something I'm upset. I come third on borderline depression. I came 75th, right? So wasn't uh, wasn't good. And I remember we had to have a like a, a meeting with all different 75 locations in the Gold Coast in, in Australia. And I didn't want to go because I was ranked 75th. You know, I knew I was going to be the worst one there. Not like I, it wasn't a mental thing. I didn't think I was going to be the worst one there. Like, it was statistically proven. There were pie graphs telling me how bad I was. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go. But, but, even, but even, that's a good, even that's a good little lesson, right? Now, if you said to me, hey, Jono, we're going to put you in a room with 75 people better than you, 
I would pay for that opportunity. Absolutely. I'd be like, great. That's why I go to, you know, events and that sort of thing. But back then, you can tell why I was ranked 75th. Instead of seeing it as an opportunity to get better, I was scared to go because I was going to look bad, yada, 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 right? Um, but anyway, I mustered up my courage because I was like, well, if I don't go to this thing, they're definitely going to kick me out of the franchise. If I go, maybe they will, maybe they won't. And worst case scenario, I'm in the Gold Coast anyway. I'll go to the beach if they kick me out, you know? <laughs> so I uh, went to this meeting and I had to have a meeting with the franchise owners straight off the bat, right? And also, before I knew that was going to happen. So I wrote up a list of excuses, you know, of reasons why I wasn't successful. You know, it's the, the, the area I'm in. It's the competition. It's their sales uh, and marketing. Your, parent, your parents' fault. My parents' fault. <laughs> yeah. I, think I, blamed, I think I blamed the government. That's you know? right. The Catholic but Church. All of it. <laughs> Another reason why you can tell I was 75th, instead of sitting there and writing down re- uh, reasons I can get better, I'm writing down excuses of why I suck, you know? Right. But anyways, I had this meeting prepared with my list. And they were like, Jono, what's going on? I'm like, it's not my fault. It's this, it's that, it's this, it's that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The franchise owners are like, all right, Jono, we've got some good news and we've got some bad news. The uh, the bad news is as a boot camp instructor, you suck. You're coming 75th. You've seen the pie charts, right? But the good news is you can do something about it because at the moment, you're sitting there blaming everybody else but yourself. Hey, let's let's flick the switch a bit. Maybe it's not the competition's uh, fault. Maybe it's your fault you haven't done enough to be better than the competition. What upskilling have you done? What courses have you been to? What conventions have you been to? And I'm like, well, I, I go to Filex every two years to get my 20 CECs. And they're like, Jono, that's the bare minimum. Like, that's what you need to do just to stay in the industry. Right. If you're doing the bare minimum, what, what do you? of course you're going to be down the bottom. And I'm like, good point. And they were like, also, you're blaming us for the, the sales. You're saying our leads aren't good enough. Look, maybe our leads aren't good enough. Or maybe you're just not good at sales. You know, what sales books have you read? What business coaches have you hired? What sales coaches have you hired? And I was like, oh, <laughs> good point. And they're like, also, if our marketing sucks so much, why don't you go ahead and do some of your own marketing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I never thought of it like that. And then they're like, the weather. <laughs> they're like, the weather. Johnny, you're blaming the weather. You can hire out a, a, a church or school hall for 20 bucks. You could solve your biggest problem for 20 bucks, but you're too busy sitting here blaming everybody else but yourself. And I was like, oof, that's a good point. And they're like, hey, your, your job's safe, but what we want you to do for the next 12 months Instead of blame, instead of when something comes up, instead of finding someone to blame, just freaking do something about it and get better at it, and then see what happens in twelve months' time. So that's what I did. You know, I was all right. Well, I'll go and do a course on how to be a better bootcamp instructor. Did that, and then you know, got a few clients off the bat, got a few new workouts, and then did another course on you know kettlebells or something. Got a whole heap of new exercises and tools to use. Another one, and you know, etc. 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 I went to, back to this same convention twelve months later. Now I'm going to ask that question. What do you think I was ranked now, Brian? I mean, you you said number one before, so it's nowhere else well, to go. I, I also said 75. So I, I said you're either 75 or one. So now you're one. You're the number one guy. Christine, what's your guess? I think you're in the top the top 10%. Okay. Yeah, so went to number one. Yeah. All right. Wow. So from, yeah, so 75 to one. Uh, and that sort of showed, and like it sounds silly saying it now, but it shows me that like, if you actually put hard work and effort into something, you actually get better. So, and it sounds simple now, but it's like 
it, it was mind blowing for me at the time. I sort of thought, well, hold on, I'm just I'm only as good as I am. You know, what can I do? I'm I'm, I'm trying my best. So I was like, well, hold on, you can actually apply yourself, study, get better, uh, and move forward from there. So. Uh, yeah, from there, you know, 75 to one, I was, I was pretty happy. And my retention rate was actually a hundred percent. So when, you know, when I was 75th or something, I think it was 30%, you know, like 20 people come to my boot camp, 14 of them leave and only six of them stay. Now it was every single person came back. Um, I think I had about a hundred people in that, in that boot camp. So all a hundred of them came back. Uh, and from there started up a second boot camp location and built that to about 50. So I had two, two going at once. And then from there, you know, trainers started to ask me, like, you know, hey, John, how, how are you doing this? You know, what sales are you doing? What marketing are you doing? What workouts are you doing? How are you getting this retention? What are you doing in your, your Facebook group? You know, and I'll, I'll give little tips here and there. But I was like, it's, it's, I can only give so much tips in a phone call or in a, you know, in a, in a you know, Facebook direct message. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to put together my own course. Because also, as, as I was doing all these different courses, I could see there was a gap. Because there wasn't a course specifically for boot camp in those days. Like, hey, he's, there were workout courses, but there wasn't like, here's how to grow a boot camp business with everything. Here's how you do the sales. Here's how you do the marketing. Here's how you do your workouts. Here's how you do retention. So what I would do is, is do a different course and then work it out for boot camp. Like I would go and do a, say, a course on how to be good at sales in the fitness industry, but then I would tweak it to make it work for boot camp. You know, I would go and do a, a, um, a course on how to use kettlebells, you know? Great, but a lot of them, you know, if you're in a boot camp, you're not going to be doing double kettlebell snatches, you know? Right. It's like, how can I, you know, how can I um, tailor this for boot camp? And then I thought, hold on, I can put something together that's better than anything else out there. And also because I'm still doing it. You know, I feel like I'm learning from these, these people and there'll be a question in the room and I'll be able to answer that question just as good, if not better, as, as the person teaching the course. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my own course together. Am I talking too much? Do no, to stop? We love okay. it. Okay, because he's a. <laughs> I'm just thinking this leads on to another funny story. The, all right? of this funny so story. All so, the funny so stories. We got it. Okay. I know. Okay. So, I so the course. All right. So before you get into the other funny story, so yeah. this is something that's really huge for everyone that you know, everyone that's listening to our show too, whether they are you know fitness professionals or just really into you know exercising or anything along those lines. Because what you're saying. I always say that I don't care if you're in fitness or if you're selling hot dogs, which I hope you're not. Mm. However, mm. it's all business. It's, you know, and when people ask, you know, what did it, what do you do? I'm like, I'm in the business of fitness. And there's mm. so many different paths and so many different things that that entails that, you know, if you don't think of everything, like I love that you just said you're like, I was 75 because I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this and that. Well, how are you going to solve your own problems? Either you're going to mm. leave the industry, and this is what happened yeah. with the pandemic, I think. Many people yeah. were just like placing blame here and there. Brian and I were just talking about this before. It's people replacing blame. Oh, the pandemic. Oh, I can't yeah, be I in person. I couldn't do this. I couldn't blarp, do that. Blarp, blarp. It's well, all the same bullshit that we hear from our clients, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's all that same bullshit that, you know, they're, they're sitting there at 75 and, you know, giving you every reason why. And it's like, yeah, how about instead you just drop all that and get to work? And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a very uh, nice parallel to what we see all the time in the industry. In any industry. Well, how about that? Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that out there. Anything. Well, I remember I was in the USA in in 2008, uh, just after the the GFC. And it was funny because it was the same sort of thing, you know, like wherever I'd go, 
everyone would just use the, the now that I look back at it, everyone would just say the GFC, you know, it was like, you speak to someone, how's business gone? Oh, you know, the, the financial crisis, right. so it's tough. You know, and like, I even remember I was in a cab, you know, and then the, the cabbie, I think was, I think I was in Hollywood or something, you know, holiday. And the cabbie, I think was next comedian or something. He's like, yeah, everyone's complaining about the, you know, the, the crisis. He goes, oh, I love it. It's, I can use it as an excuse for anything. You know, my, my girlfriend's like, oh, you should marry me. He's like, ah, the, the financial crisis, you know, I can't do it. And I feel it was, it was similar, like with the pandemic, right? It's like, you could just use that to just, um, uh, wash away all your excuses, you know? And I think the thing is like, not saying that excuses are wrong, but they just don't help. You know, it's like, you can look at any situation. And you can be like, okay, you know, like let's just use even competition as an example back in that stage. Like um, say there was, there was a big franchise gym for like six crunch, which I think is big in the U S yes. Um, you know, they, they just opened up like down the road from me, you know, with like a six buck a week membership to, to attend crunch. You know? <laughs> so I can't change that. Like I can look at it and be like, well, I'm never going to be successful because that's there. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's not going to help me. Or I can just look at it and be like, okay, that's there. What can I do? And then it's actually going to help me. So I'm not saying one way is wrong or the other. And I think the other key is almost you have to almost um, uh, give your ego a bit of a hit, if that makes sense. Yes. You know, because the first step for me was to basically say, hold on, I suck at what I do. And I'm not saying you sit there and get depressed and, you know, um, and, and you know, um, don't do anything about it. But I think if you admit, hey, I'm not as good as what I think I am. So what can I, so let me just get better. You know, let me just, just get, oh, not I'm not as good as thinking that. I'm not as good as what I think I am yet. You know, so what can I do to, to bridge that gap there, which I think is important. Absolutely. You know, the, the first step to going where you want to go is, you know, deciding you don't want to be where you are. And, uh, you know, and if you can make a change with that and, 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 you know, maybe sometimes the $6 a week gym is the catalyst that kind of gets you, uh, you know, moving a little bit. Say, all right, we got to outwork these dudes. You know, there's no different than a, a race or an event or a, you know, a lift or anything like that. You know, it's a competition. Um, you know, if we see it in that way, I, you know, I just love hearing this perspective. Um, you know, we, we always say that, that, the real competition in ourselves, like we love other gyms, even the local ones. Like I love it. Yeah. I love everything that they're doing and, and everything. Um, you know, the real competition we say is McDonald's and like, you know, the, the, the supermarkets yeah. that have all the crappy food on the shelves, you know, that's the competition, the people that aren't doing anything. Um, you know, high tide raises all ships. Um, but there's also that little bit of competitive nature. All right. You know, we got to outdo those guys there. You know, I see their Facebook ads too. And, uh, you know, we got it. We got to bring it. We got to bring it. It's, it's good. It's good for everybody. So tell yes. us, tell us now too, because one of the, you know, one of the big things we talk about is even with a, any gym, there's a lot of gyms around that are like $6 for this. And what are you getting for that? I mean, you pay for what you get, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You pay for what you get. You get what yeah. you pay for and you get what you pay for. Right. And you're not really getting the same thing. And that's, you know, honestly though, for some people and you know, the way that the, that, that the, you know this country, and I and I don't know if you have similar issues in in Australia. There's a lot of sick people out there, and if that's what gets them healthy, then so be it. Right, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, well, well, here's my take, and I learned this running boot camp as well. Because and back in those days, it was because I was at a franchise, and it, it's helped me so much now. Um, but we used to charge simplified version fifty dollars a week for boot camp, right? And that's now in Australia, that's pretty acceptable. You know, you, that's what you sort of pay. But back in those days, like boot camp was more a side thing. Was more like personal training is a thing. Boot camp, ah, it's five, ten bucks. Meet me at the park. You know, right. we run a, run a session or whatever. So 
you know, 50 bucks was, was considered pricey. And especially then I was sort of in my mid-20s, you know, and I'd be speaking to my friends and, and like, they'd be like, people pay 50 bucks a week for, for boot camp? You know, why would they do that? And then I, I would sort of justify, well, if you pay at the gym, you don't get the, you know, the personalized service, you don't get the, the meal plans, you don't get the Facebook group. And my friends would be like, but I don't want all that. I just want to go to the gym and train. But that helped me realize, hold on, different, um, different, different things for different people. I was trying to think of the expression. There's a horses for courses or something, but I, <laughs> I can't really remember what it is or what it means. But like different people for different things, you know? Hey, say myself at the moment. I don't, I'm, and like I've gone through different phases, but at the moment, I don't want to sign up for a boot camp. I just want to wake up. I want to go to the gym, lift some heavy weights on my own, in my own space, um, and then go home and, and focus on things. You know, that's what I want at the moment. So for me, I wouldn't pay 50 bucks right now. You know, I would pay the six. But there's been other times in my life where I just have no motivation at all. And I can't think of anything worse than just waking up, going to the gym, lifting the weights, motivating myself. You know, I want to be around people. And I will gladly pay. And actually, that's probably another story here. I mean, I should. Actually, okay. So question. We, we can go a few different ways. Here. Let's I, I go your way. Okay, let's go. Let me think. The, okay, let me talk about sales in, in bootcamp because this really helped me as well. So then I got uh, pretty successful at, at running. I had two boot camps, you know, 150 clients. You know, I had trainers. You know, was was uh, and at that stage, I was trying to do it mainly myself. I hadn't learned leverage and, and business yet, you know. So I was working like a, a crazy person, uh, and my fitness deteriorated. You know, not not horribly bad, but like I wasn't in the shape. I I just wasn't happy. You know, it wasn't wasn't in the shape I, I used to be in. And it's I'm not saying you always have to be super ripped or anything, but I just, I wasn't happy. And then even when I demonstrate exercise in boot camp, I'd get a bit out of breath. I'm like, hold on, <laughs> this can't happen. You know, I'm the trainer. I can't be, I'm asking these people to train. I'm doing a few reps and, and getting gas. You know, I can't do this. And I was like, all right, I, I got to do, and I'd never, I'd never paid for fitness before that because I'd always worked at gyms, you know, I could, you know, go in for free. I did my own workouts at home. I had equipment, had friends, you know, just never paid for anything, but I just wasn't happy. And I'm like, you know what? I think I need to do something. And then I did some searching on Google and there was a local strength and conditioning class um, just down the road from me, which was like perfect. There was a class on, you know, 5.30 PM, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday morning, you know, for about 50 bucks a week. And I was like, okay, you know, this is actually exactly what I want. 50 bucks a week, that's a bit of money, but you know what? Because I'm used to paying zero for the gym, you know? Right. So it's like 50 bucks a week. Big is sort jump. Of, you know? Yeah, it's a big jump from zero to 50. And especially when there's crunch for six bucks, you know? <laughs> and I'm, I'm going uh, to pay 50. And I was tossing up and then it actually got worse because my boot camp was, was in the mornings, simplified version. My boot camp was in the mornings, but I would go and teach group fitness um, at different gyms in the evening. Right, and those night, I would, and I would teach two or three classes in a row. And in Australia, it's about fifty bucks a class. So you know, I'd be making hundred, hundred and fifty bucks in a couple of hours in the evening. That's not bad, you know. But if I was going to do the strength and conditioning class, I was going to have to give up teaching those classes, right? right. So not only was it fifty bucks to go to the gym, but I was probably losing about three hundred bucks uh, in my revenue as well because I wasn't teaching those those classes during the week. So I was like, oh, hold on. Not only am I spending 50 bucks here, I'm giving up 300 bucks a week. You know, do I really want to do it? And it took me a you know, week, couple of weeks to sort of toss up. Do, is that, do, 
you know, and then I realized, you know what? Now my, my fitness is more important. That's going to make me happier. It's going to make me healthier. It's going to make me, it wasn't even the, the look side of things. I didn't even care too much about the look. So I just wanted to be happier, healthier, sleep better, less anxious, less stressed, less depressed, you know, um, have more energy, you know, be stronger, all that sort of stuff there. So I bit the bullet and I did it. You know, I gave up those classes. I, I started um, this thing here. And it was like the best thing ever for my health and fitness because all those things happened. I was happier. I was healthier. I slept better, less anxious, you know, um, all of that. But on top of that, my business actually got busier for two reasons. Number one, because of all of those things. Now I have more energy. I can put more effort into the classes. I can be more passionate. You know, uh, I'm happier. People can probably see it in, in my voice and that. So my business grew that way there. But then on top of that, I got so much better at sales. Because previously, if I had a sales objection, oh, 50 bucks a week for boot camp, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, I'd try and handle the objection, but I was a bit of a hypocrite because here I am paying $0 and I'm asking someone else to pay me $50. Now, all of a sudden, and I didn't say in these words, but my mindset was basically someone's like, oh, 50 bucks a week, that's a lot of money for fitness, is it? My response in my head was basically, well, I mean, it depends how you look at it. I'm a trainer and I pay 50 bucks a week for my boot camp. What the hell is your excuse? Right. And then even on top of that, after that, I actually got some personal training as well. And I was paying about $150 a week in, um, in fitness. And then my sales just went and my, my scripts didn't change. My, what I offered didn't change. It was just so much more congruent because I, I believed in it more. I actually believed, well, hold on. You know what? If you actually invest some money in fitness, it freaking changes your life. You're going to be happier. You're going to be healthier. You're going to have more energy. You're going to perform better at work. You may get a pay raise. You may grow your business. So yeah, that's just one one thing I want to give for anyone listening there. It's an easy way to, to get better at sales without actually doing a sales course is just be more congruent about what you do. And I was going to say that you 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 took the spin on yourself with fitness. And the other thing and what you do online, which I want you to talk about is, I mean, People right now, yes, okay, you, you want to feel better physically and, and keep that going. But the mental aspect of this wow. is is just yeah. unbelievable when yeah. you know, when I talk to people too and, and it's like, Well well what do you do? I'm like, Well, I surround myself with the smartest people and keep networking and and dropping in on courses and dropping in on workshops and you know, when people have, you know, webinars that sometimes are free. Drop in, see what, you know, I always skim through all of the different newsletters from all over the, you know, different companies in fitness. What are they doing? What are they talking about? Maybe I don't have time to read the whole article, but you, you better be sure that I'm looking at, Hey, what are, you know, what are the top companies saying is really important? What are the trends? Mm -hmm. What are people looking at and what workshops or what types of fitness and businesses are working right now? I mean, when Brian and I started our podcast, we were, I mean, we were very at the beginning of a lot of this and it was because it was like, all right, well, we recognize that there needs to be a platform and, you know, everyone who jumped on this bandwagon after, I mean, we're happy because it's like, you know, we all, you know, help each other, but it's that idea of, well, if we weren't educated about what was going on and looking at the trends, we wouldn't have started this and our lives would be much different. It's, it's almost like you have a board of directors, right? That has nothing to do with your business. They're not going to take any of your money. You just can kind of use them for guidance. Mm. So, so tell us now, and this is, this is huge. Again, I tell people, listen, you want, you want to elevate yourself. You need to take courses 
and oh, um, well, and if and people are always like, oh, it's but it. But do you have a discount code? Do you have this? And I'm like, I'm like, do you ask for a discount code when you go to college? Like, are you like, yeah. hey, um, excuse me, can I have a th- the 25 percent off code on this on my engineering degree? Because you know, and I I try and look at it like, listen, your education is never going to leave you ever. And yeah. I actually did a, a career day talk this morning for like 40 minutes. And I told the kids, I said, listen, I was in banking. I have business behind me. I've got, you know, a, a business degree, an English degree, a master's in, in teaching and whatever. And I said, I am not in, spe- in those specific industries anymore. I don't just do one thing, but I use and all the fitness education over the years and the courses, everything that I have learned and been educated about, I use every single day. Oh, yeah. But you, but that's the thing. Hat. There's so much to it. You can't just stop. It's not like mm-hmm. we're going to be like, oh, you know what? I got so much education. We're good. <laughs> we're good right here. You know what? John, are you, I mean, you're good too. We're, we're fine. We'll just, you know. Get a yacht. Yeah. Hang out on the yacht. <laughs> we're done. Well, I'll, um, yeah. I'll, I'll share a couple things there. Let me think of where to start here. So, yeah, I guess I was, I was lucky in a sense in that – Maybe I did some good courses straight away. So to start with, I did no courses. And also with me, I was arrogant because I've actually got a university degree in exercise physiology. And I thought that was it. Great. I finished my university degree. I never need to study again in my life. Right. Another reason why I was ranked 75th, right? Because I thought that would, that would get me there, you know? Um, but what was lucky for me is once I realized I sucked and realized I had to do something about it, I was like, well, hold on, I'll, I'll book in a course. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it was, it was sort of a straightforward thing for me. It was like, well, I'm bad at something. God, and that's one thing I like about the fitness industry here in Australia anyway. Uh, you're encouraged to do CECs. If you want to register with Fitness Australia, you need to do a certain amount of CECs to, to keep your accreditation. And I used to do the bare minimum, but I was like, eh, I'll do this course. It's, I don't know what it was, 10 CECs or something. And yeah, I think it was 300 bucks or something like that. So I did it. But as a result, like I can't remember the exact numbers, but I did the math and I got like three clients directly is what I learned from that. And I was in a franchise, so I didn't get the full you know, fee or whatever. But each client to me was about $300. So I was like, hold on. I did this one course. I spent $300 and I made $900 back. Hold on. Let me just do another freaking course. <laughs> Maybe it'll work again. And I, I used to, and I, I used to budget at that stage. Hey, I'm going to do a course every quarter. I'm going to save up 300 bucks and do a quarter. And then same thing again, did a course on something else and got another three, four clients from it. Next quarter, got another course, did another three, four clients, you know, then I just start, then I was like, hold on, I'm not even going to budget this quarter. Like if I see a course that's going to, that I think will improve my business and make me more money or make me a better trainer, which will in turn make me more money. I'm just going to do it because I'm putting money in, but I'm getting money out. And then I did the math here in Australia, you need to get 10 CECs a year, right? Um, take a guess. How many CECs do you think? Do you think I did one? <laughs> in that year there? Uh, the, the early on ten, right? And early, yeah, early yeah, on ten. Yeah. Once, once, once I wanted to increase. Um, actually, what do you take a guess, Christine? In that in that year where I went from seventy five to one. I don't know how many CECs are worth each course. I'd have to, I'd have to really get into the uh, what what okay. the courses are worth because I'm not exactly you, sure. You mentioned something about once a month, so I'm going to go one twenty, ten ten yeah, a month. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty close. Yeah, well, hundred, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to get ten. So I did ten times the amount, 
But as a result, like my business way more than 10 times, you know, like it went from 20 clients to 100 clients. You know, and my math sucks, but you know, I mean, <laughs> if you do the math on that, like I got, let, well, let's do that. Let's say, let's say each course basically is the cost of one client mm-hmm. for one 12 week challenge. And they would stay for years when, when they were with me there. So it's like, hold on, I, I paid the equivalent of 10 clients, but I got 80 new clients, you know? So for me, I, I see if you um, select the right courses, it should actually be an investment. It shouldn't be something that costs you money. It should be something that makes you money, providing you you obviously you know implement what you learn and you you know you listen in there. And if it's an online course, you actually open and complete the course. Um, but it should actually be a, an investment there. Jono, so tell us real fast as you're as you're talking about this, what is the problem? What what is the problem? I mean, you see it, we see it, but again, the average fitness professional. I'm going to say it: the average fitness professional does not see it. They look at the course, they look at the sticker shock. Oh my gosh, that's $400. I don't have that much. And I've even done this in the past because, you know, you don't see, you know, you don't see that future. What is the biggest problem? What has to happen? What's going on? Okay. So if I had to simplify it, uh, and I think this is true in any profession, in anything you want to do, like if you do... Let me think how to explain this. All right. So, all right. Let's say five, uh, say 10, 15 years ago, you could be okay at what you could be. You could be okay at what you did and you'd make a living, you know, whatever it was. If you were okay at it, you know, as long as you didn't hurt anyone, you'd probably be fine. Right. right? Show up, you make a paycheck. You're good. Yeah, Yeah. You know, but now the world is too competitive, especially the fitness industry. All right. I think even if you're good at what you do, actually, yeah, I'll call it. I think if you're good at what you do in the fitness industry, you're going to be out of the fitness industry within a year or two. It's not good enough just to be good anymore. There's too many people. There's you know, there's online programs. There's YouTube. Like, if you want to, if you want to be good in the fitness industry, you got to be excellent at what you do. If you're excellent at what you do, then you'll get good results. And it probably even goes up again. If you want to be really, really successful in the fitness industry, uh, you can't be excellent at what you do. You got to be freaking outstanding. That's right. At what you, it's like you got to be the, the level up, and then you'll, you know, you'll get the results down below. Um, until you're in the, until you're the best, basically, until you're the best in your city or the best in your country or the best in your state, then people will just flock to you, and then it's easy from there, right? But at the start, it's it's hard work, and the only really way to get ahead is you need to. You need to sort of, I guess, be that person or do the things that the person above you will do, right? So let's say, for example, I'm just going to use Australian um, financial dollars to put it in perspective, right? Let's say here in Australia, you're running a fitness business. Maybe you're making $50,000 a year, all right? It's probably a bit below average here in Australia, but you can probably live off that. It's probably like, you know, it's probably like, yeah, you can probably live off 50000 a year, you know? Uh, if you're a trainer earning 50000 a year, and you want to get to making a hundred thousand a year, it's not going to happen unless you unless you do something. You're always going to be that fifty thousand trainer unless you do something. The only way to get to that hundred thousand is to do a course before you're ready for it. Like you're, it, it, it's 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 like the chicken and the egg. Like if you're a fifty thousand dollar trainer, a fifty thousand dollar a year trainer, and you're like, no, there's this course I really want to do, but I'm going to wait until I have more money so I can afford to do that course. You are never going to do that course 
because you're never going to have the money because you don't know how to get there because you haven't done the course. You need to do the course first and that will teach you how to get there. That's probably the best best explanation I can give it. Like you, you need to do the thing before you're ready for the thing or even another way to look at it is like, let's say a course comes to your local area, right? Let's say I'm a $50,000 trainer. Let's say, you know, the other trainer is a $100,000 trainer. A, a, a course comes to the area that's going to help grow your business. The $100,000 trainer is going to do it because they know it's going to grow their business. And it's probably, they can probably afford it. You know, they're making double as much as the other person. If that $50,000 trainer doesn't find the money or borrow the money or, you know, drive Uber on the weekends to make the money, like, they're never, they're never going to get to that level of that $100,000 trainer because $100,000 trainer is always going to be in front of them. So I think that's the, the best advice I can give. You've you got to do that thing before you're ready. And it's going to hurt. You know, it's going to hurt financially. It's going to hurt time-wise. But that's like that, like the only way to get ahead. And yeah, here's, a, here's a good quote I heard. Um, let me think of it so I don't butcher it. So you know what? You know what? Um, you know the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people? It's literally one thing, right? The right. difference is that successful people do what unsuccessful people don't want to do. Right. And I was like, when I heard that, I was like, all right, tell me these things the unsuccessful people don't want to do so I can do them and, and be successful, you know? But here's the thing, that those things are just the same things no one freaking wants to do, you know? <laughs> Get up early, you know? Um, uh, you know, study when you want to party, um, spend your money on courses and, and coaches instead of, you know, clothes and um, holidays and, and whatever. But if you do those things, you, you're going to be – and it's the same with fitness. It's like what's the difference between the people that have been successful in, in losing a lot of weight and the people that haven't? The people that are successful have done those things that the other people don't want to do. Get up early, sign up for a gym membership, pay for a personal trainer, work really hard when it's uncomfortable. It's the same with all those things there. So like, it's not rocket science to be successful. You just got to do those things that are, and I'm not going to say they're difficult, but they are hard. Small, if that makes sense. Small sacrifices. Yeah. Those small sacrifices that no one really wants to do, but you know, they're, they're good for you. That's, right. that's the best answer I can give there. There's, we had such a good, there's a good conversation that happened over the weekend with Brian and myself. And I called Brian and I was like, Hey, Brian, this is really hard. I was racing. I go, this is really hard. I said, this is good, but this is really hard. He's like, it's supposed to be hard. <laughs> we didn't it's sign a, up for this. I said, I need some motivation. He goes, this is supposed to be hard. I'm like, yeah. all right, see you later. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. something that simple is true. I mean, it's anything that you're doing that is out of the ordinary is yeah. hard, whether it be physical mental a combination of both usually that's the case and yeah. you know that's really powerful to you know well, to to get people to understand that this life is not comfortable you everyone yeah, wants this 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 we all want to be this instagram famous whatever but that's it doesn't happen overnight if it was easy everybody would do it right. you know like if you're looking for a shortcut and like the reason you get ahead is because you do the stuff that other – I love it when something is hard because I know that most of my competition is going to give up and not do it. If it's easy, I'm like, oh, man, this is easy. Everyone's going to do it, and then I'm not going to be ahead. You know, But if it's hard, yes, this is awesome. Most people are going to give up or they're not going to do it or, or whatever it is, so that's how I'm going to get ahead. I'm just going to you know, do the things that other people find hard. You know, And it's like if something was easy and anyone could – like, how can I put it? If it's something that anyone can do, like it's it's not really that valuable. It's not you worth know? it. Yeah, it's not worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We, we want to do some hard stuff. 
and yeah. and and see it as like you said, you know, time and time again, it's an investment, right? It might, you know, you can keep doing that hard stuff, and you know, even in training, personally, you know, you you keep putting the things in that that virtual bank or that you know that fake bank, you know, we're gonna put that one in the bank. Every workout's a deposit. Everybody, you know, we just keep putting things in there, and then and you know, before you know it, you've got some wealth. And, mm. and, uh, you know, and it's just a way that people invest in themselves. It's the perfect industry for that too. I mean, not many of us have the backing of a large corporation or, you know, a big chain <laughs> gym that are going to do this stuff. It's you, it's your show and it's not going to show up on your doorstep. Uh, you know, you really have to invest in education and you have to invest in, you know, diversifying yourself and, and, you know, not just doing the same old routines and even some, you know, music, which I bug, bugs the shit out of me, you know, like I, I, I you know I, I can't stand. I'm not a DJ, um, and <laughs> and right. <laughs> so um, you know, but all these things they they're important and they matter and they're important. You know, they're important ingredients into developing your brand and your wealth and your and your company, uh, which is you. Um, so in this in your program, what do they get? What are they looking at? What are they investing? What's the investment? And what you know, not necessarily money money wise, but what are, what are they going to get for it? Awesome. Well, you know what? That's actually a, a tough question because now it's um now it's completely different because when I actually I'll quickly th- I'll quickly share this story. I'll quickly share the 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 first course and right. that'll lead into what? Yeah, how are we going with time? We got five minutes. All the minutes? time. All the time. All you the go. Time. It's all you. Cool. So when I um when I decided that I wanted to get into education, you know, it was like okay, great. I've got this really successful boot camp, boot camps. All these trainers are asking me how to do it. I was like, great, I want to put together um, a course. And this is going back, I think, 2014. So online courses weren't a huge thing. It was mainly face-to-face workshops. And, you know, I sort of, I was like, hold on, I'm working my ass off already here running these boot camps and, and this. Do I really want to give up my Sunday and run a workshop for trainers, the one day I have off? And also I was like, hold on, what happens if I run a workshop and no one comes? You know, I've got to hire the venue and plan all this stuff and then no one comes. Or what's worse, what if I run a workshop and only one person comes? You know, at least if no one comes, I can go home and, and go back right. to sleep. You know? If one person comes, I actually got to run it for them. So I was like, you know what? I don't know if this is going to be a good side business for me if I'm, if I'm focusing on my boot camp. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll look into this online thing. You know, I know people are getting online now. Let's see if I can do an online course. And, you know, I looked into it and back in those days, you needed a, a fancy website to do an online course. So I spoke to a website developer. They're like, yeah, five, ten thousand dollars will do it. I'm like, ooh, it's a lot of money for a side side gig where I'm making zero dollars, you know. So I was like, ah, shelf that to the side. But I was scrolling through Facebook and an ad came up for an ebook. You know, I was like, hey, pay whatever, 50 bucks for this ebook. And back in those days, ebooks were valuable. Now ebooks is just an excuse to get someone's email address, right? <laughs> but back then they were, they were actually valuable. I was like, an ebook? This is interesting. What's this? So I purchased the ebook, you know, downloaded it, and I was like, hold on, this is just a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF. And I'm like, I'm no technological genius, but I know how to open a Microsoft Word document, press save as, and go to PDF. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to put together an ebook. So put together this ebook, like big e, like every, like everything you need to run a successful. It, like ebook doesn't even do it justice. Like it was basically a, a book. You know, I basically read a book on on you know how to run a successful boot camp right. and on a word document saved as a PDF. And I was like, okay, you know, this is pretty good. You know, it's good info. 
but it just looked like a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF. I was like, you know what, I've got to make it look better. Add some pictures, some borders, some fonts, some headings, you know. Um, and I suck at that sort of stuff. So I did that, and I made it look worse. You know, if you, <laughs> if you, if you don't know how to use you know, indents coming the, the one way, and then the font automatically changes, and it just looks so bad, you know. And, and I took time off work to do it, you know. I was like, no, you guys teach my classes. i got to spend a couple of hours making this look good. And I made it look worse. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? But I went back to my old friend Google, uh, and I found out there was a website called Fiverr. Now, that's changed a little bit now as well. But back in those days, you could get anything you want done for $5. Right. Right? Love Fiverr. Yeah. Well, let's listen to this. <laughs> it's going on a tangent, but it's a good story as well. So when I went on Fiverr, I got distracted from all the things people would do for $5. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I went on there. There was a guy that said he would slap himself in the face oh. for $5. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Amazing. And I was like, yeah. Well, then I felt sorry. I'm like, man, this guy must have a tough life. You know, he's willing to slap himself in the face for $5. You know what? I'm going to donate it. Yeah, I got five. You got five, right? (laughs) Send me the video. It's it's a bit entertaining. You know, I'm helping that guy out. It's only five bucks. You know, why not? You know, so I I did it. Right. Uh, And the guy sent me over the video of him slapping himself. And he didn't hold back. It was (laughs) a solid slap. And I'm like, you know what? This was a good use for, for five dollars. You know, I'm even gonna give him a, a dollar tip or something. Now know? that's an investment. Yeah. Oh my god. Even a dollar tip. But here's the thing, here's the thing. Then I went back and looked at that video and I was like, Hold on, this isn't a personalized video. This is an unlisted YouTube video. It had half a million views. Oh, it had a hundred thousand views. Ooh, so times he, five dollars. Yeah. Oh. He slapped himself once yes. in the face. And then put it on Fiverr, and then anyone that bought it, he sent him that same video there, and he made half a million dollars from slapping himself in the face once. I'm sure I've done that a hundred times when I'm drunk and made nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And there were two things. Firstly, that was just inspiring. Because also this guy, not to be rude, but he didn't look he looked like a bit of he looked like the, the stereotypical nerd. You know, he was like, you know, skinny, glasses, not that good looking. You know, had no charisma, no personality, could barely speak English. If that guy can make him make half a million dollars a year slapping himself, slapping himself in the face once, what's my excuse? Mm-hmm. That really, and I think that's a good lesson for everyone here, right? That guy, imagine like no skills, no education, nothing, just had an ID and some free technology and can make half a million dollars. What's your excuse? Right. Um, anyway, it was also like a, a good little, what I learned from that as well is I was like, hold on. I'm going to use these unlisted YouTube videos and put them in my ebook because before it was all written stuff, you know, and as you know, in fitness boot camping and just explaining stuff, it's easier to, to put video. So I was like, hold on, this is going to be a sick little course. Not only do, do I have the ebook, I've paid someone on five or $5 to make it look nice. And now I'm also going to take videos just like this off my computer, um, upload them to YouTube as unlisted. So no one else can see them and then add them into the course there. This was a solid course that cost me zero dollars or five dollars in production value. Instead of paying the, the ten thousand dollars for the website developer, Microsoft Word, which is basically free, Fiverr, which is five dollars, and, and YouTube Unlisted, which is free, and my computer, which I had anyway, put together a solid course on how to grow your bootcamp. I think to start with, I sold it for, for two hundred bucks, and I still remember the first one that I sold. I was so scared about the feedback because I'm like, man, are these people going to be like? 
you charge me 200 bucks for a Microsoft Word document. I want a refund, you know? So it took, it took me like five, 10 minutes to open. I got the email with the feedback form. And I'm like, oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Opened it. And it was like, this is the best course I've ever done. The info was so good. You've thought about every single thing that, that you can cover in a boot camp. I didn't have to go, you know, to a, to a session. I could read in my own time. Thanks so much for this. And I was like, oh, thank God, you know, relief. Uh, and same with the, the second and third sort of feedback that I got. I was scared to open it. Oh, they're going to say I charged them 200 bucks for a Microsoft Word document. But it was the same. Hey, you've thought of everything. This is good. This is good. This is awesome, you know. And then from there, I was like, okay, hold on. I, I am onto something here. You know, I do have some some good info, you know. This is back in, in 2014. Fast forward um, now to, what are we, 2021 or something. Um, I think I've sold over 10,000 of those courses. Amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and more courses and, and other stuff as well. But even just from that course there, that's like our signature course. I think we've sold, you know, 10,000 um, of those. We've got something like 300 five-star reviews across um, Facebook and and, um, and Google. We've got, I think it's the largest Facebook group in the world, if not for, for fitness professionals, um, if not in the world, definitely in Australia and New Zealand. There's about 14,000 members in there. So that's sort of the um, the signature course. But now what I do more at Fitness Education Online is, is run the company. And we've got about 40 different online courses. Some of them are written by myself and, and my business partner. But also now it's more like a, not like a school where it's like, if there's someone who's an expert in what they do, and I think you do a bit of this, Christine. You know, if someone's an expert, I thought we already talked about this that we're going to throw one of my courses up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're holding back on right now. There's no. <laughs> there's no like. Yeah. Shh, shh, yeah. 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 We're. Yeah. yeah. Chris, Christine's on board already. What, what do we need? Yeah. What course are we going to? You know, whatever. I gotcha. Let's go exactly. Australia, New Zealand. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and there's a couple different things, right? There's like. Let's say, so Christine's pretty much, you've already got courses anyway. Christine's right. already got courses, so it's sort of a no-brainer. It's like Christine's got a course, or Christine's got a course, I've got an audience in Australia, why not just throw it up on the website and see what happens, you know? Um, but even, and there's a few people like that that already have a course in other parts of the world, and they just, they don't want to go through the Fitness Australia stuff, don't want to promote it in Australia. They're like, hey, I've got my course, I'll promote it over here, but you do the Australian side of things. Uh, but there's even other people that are really, really good at what they do, but they don't want to be in the online course business. You know, like just a couple, like the, the another lady runs a, she, she specializes in um, pelvic floor training, right? Right. So she wanted to put together a course for, for pelvic floor, but she doesn't want to do the paperwork, get it approved with Fitness Australia and Reps New Zealand and get the CECs and then build her audience of trainers and then sell to her trainers. She just wants to help people strengthen their pelvic floor. But I've already got that audience and that knowledge. So it's like, hey, Christine, put together a four-week program, you know, teach it to my people, we'll record it, then we'll get it approved, yada, yada, yada. So long story short, originally it was boot camp was my specialty, but now, like, if you go to our website, there's, you know, 30, 40 different courses there on all different um, topics, which aren't necessarily written by myself. Awesome. I honestly, I tell people all the time that, what we talk about, we were just talking before too about, um, you know, what, what is so amazing about the world right now? And it's about collaboration. And this is, this is what it's about. If you're not in with collaborating with other people and, you know, with going out and saying, listen, you know what? I wrote a course, you have a platform or we have a platform and you have a whatever. How can mm -hmm. we help each other? I mean, we're going to share you and all the people in the world that we touch with 
everything that you're doing, hopefully driving people to, you know, your big Facebook page, which drives people to your courses, which drives revenue and on and on and on my courses that are offered in different places. I remember sitting back and saying, you know what? I don't want to write courses alone. I don't want to just be Christine. Who's the author of this. I want to be Christine who also partners with this person and this person and this person. So then, yeah, maybe I did, you know, a lot of the work, but guess what? It's, you know, you're the one who's going to be, you know, getting it out to your audience. And I always say, what's better? Like to do all these revenue shares and things like that. Everybody is winning because there's no way that I would be able to touch Australia and the New Zealand population with some of the stuff that I do in the same way. And well, it would take it would take you ten years. It's right. like I've spent ten years right. building this audience, you know. So it's sort of like you can spend ten years doing it, or you can just do it now and, and give me a cut, you know. There right. You go. And yeah, no yeah. doubt. I just think that's the it's it's genius for for everyone. It's a win win. Yeah. Whether it be you know you're just hosting a a two hour workshop with someone or a Zoom, yeah. you know, I do thirty thirty classes with people all the time. Where it's like, hey, you teach for 30, I teach for 30, teach your specialty. You know, we both will just split the whatever, even if it's just something, you know, it doesn't have to be a bazillion dollars, but yeah, it's yeah. it gets your word out there. It gets the marketing. I'll share another quick story. So this is, uh, I had a conversation a couple of years ago. There was uh, um, another sort of educator in the space who already had a course. And I was, and all mine are 50-50. I just think it's the easiest way. And so that way we're both invested. You know, it's like, hey, there's your content. I do the marketing. It, it's 50-50, right? Right. And, you know, I put that to the person. And they were like, ah, nah, I want 70. And I was like, ah, it's actually 50-50. It's like what we do with everyone, you know. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, you know, I, I don't think it's a good business decision for me to do that. And I was like, well, but hold on. You're making $0 from this course. <laughs> right. You know, it's like um, if you say 70-30, you're still going to make $0 from this course in Australia because I'm not going to do it. But if you say 50-50, even if you make one sale a month, you know, and, and it's whatever, you sell it for, you know, 200 bucks, right? You make one sale a month, okay, 100 bucks each. There's still an extra, you know, 1,000 bucks or whatever you've got from doing absolutely nothing. You don't have to do any work. You've already got the course there. It's, right. it's online. It's just, here's a, a paycheck there, you know? So that's that's the way I look at it. I'm like, you know, win-win hey, all around, yeah. Well, that's just that's just arrogance getting away of a, of a you know, reason. That's just, <laughs> they're watching too much of Shark Tank or yeah, whatever right? it is, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's, but maybe if you said, if, you, if, if the plan was, hey, look, I'm not going to do it because I eventually want to get into Australia on my own, you know, and do it, and do it on my own. Okay, I'd respect that. Yeah, I'd, I'd respect that because like, okay, you want to do it, you know? But if it's just like, no, nah, I don't think it's a business decision, I'm like, it's definitely a good business decision. It might just be a personal decision that, that you, you don't want to do it, you know? But though, I think most most people, though, that go into business are brainwashed to think that, you know, partners are for dancing and yeah. it, this is me, me, me. It's my idea yeah. and it'll be, you know, bastardized if I let go of it. Yeah. And it's really well, the bigger yeah, picture but, but what- of like... Get, get your brand out there. What are get we with, it out there. What are you holding on to? What are we without network? You know, like you're just you're isolated. You're in the four walls that you teach your gym class in, and that's as far as you're going to go. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think, and where I think it comes from in, in the a little bit in the fitness industry as well is especially the personal training industry, because if you're a personal trainer, you pretty much need to charge as much as you can because you're trading your time. You know, so. Um, you know, you're taught, hey, value yourself, you know, hey, don't, don't give um, discounts, you know, hey, charge what you, and that's all good stuff. That's all good stuff, especially if you're in the personal training space. 
It's a little bit different in the online space, though, because you're not actually working. Yeah. It's like you've got this one thing, and this is what I've learned in the, the online course space as well. So my most popular course is, is the boot camp course, which sells um, 500 bucks. right? It's 500 bucks to do that course. And I think we sell – I'm just giving rough numbers here. I don't know exactly, but I think we sell about 100 of those a month, right, For at $500, which oh, I think is about $50,000 a month, you know? And someone asked me once, they were like, um, oh, you're devaluing yourself, you know? This should be at least $2,000 oh. to sell this course here, you know? And, and look, don't get me wrong, it's worth more than that. I think it's worth 5000 But I'm just doing the math. And I'm like, I know, if I charge $2,000 for it, I'm not going to make as much money. You know, it's like, right. maybe maybe 10 people will do it. If I charge $2,000, okay, maybe 10 people will do it. But if I charge 500 you know, a hundred are going to do it, you know? And for me, it's no work. It's, it's automated. You buy the course on the website, you automatically get sent the course, you work through the course, there's an assessment at the end, which is multiple choice automated. You do that, you get the certificate. For me, it's no extra work, whether I sell a hundred or whether I sell 20. So why not sell a hundred and, and make more revenue, right. you know? Uh, but different story in the personal training world, right? If I'm in the personal training world, it may be smarter, to only work, you know, 20 hours and charge $100 than to work 40 hours and charge 50, you know? So I think that's that's where that's where I can see it getting muddled in the fitness, in the, the personal training space if you're moving to the, the online course space. That's right. I love the online course space. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I re- yeah. I, I'm a former teacher, so yeah. I get to teach. I still get to yeah. teach and, and create yeah. and, and whatnot. And like I said, I love to still teach live. I mean, yeah, well, when yeah. we could see people, but even live yeah. virtual, I like that. Yeah, yeah, but in too. order to really not teach for, you know, nine, nine hours, hours every day yeah. of like being a yeah. puppet, um, yeah. I think it's it's really smart for, for a lot of people to really invest in some of what, you know, like what you're saying and what you're offering. Just plan it somewhere. Level up and, yeah. you know, and... And it doesn't have to be one or the other. Hey, get some online poor stuff on the Absolutely. side. Absolutely. And then maybe, and that's what we do as well. It's like, look, you can do the the online course for $500, but we also do a a, a 10-week program where we teach live, and that's $2,000. We'll charge a bit more for it, but you actually get our time, you know? So you don't have to do one or the other. You know, you might have an online one done for yourself. It's a bit cheaper, and then you can still do your, your, you know, a bit of your live stuff as well. That's right. I love the fact that you're talking numbers because so many people – will come on, you know, either come on our show or, or in general. And it's always this like mystical Vague. secret <laughs> of like, Oh, it's, it's this, you know, Units. it's this much money or it's yeah. not a lot of money. I, I think it's important to say to people, listen, this is what it costs. This is your value. Here's your ROI. Think yeah. about, think about what you're charging people and how much you make. And people, you know, again, I've had a lot of people always want to tell you their, their thoughts. I'm going to throw that out there. Everyone's always got some sort of piece of information to give you. And, and it's like, Oh, Christine, you, Oh, you don't want to not, you don't want a revenue share with people or, or you want to keep this or, you know, don't do that. Or you need to charge more or this. And I'm like, you know what? I am not going to charge a lot because I want to get my programs out to more people because that is. And again, if, if we're in the fitness industry right here, why are we in the fitness industry? 
because we are we're tyrants who want to see people in pain and and hurt them and beat them down. I mean, we would be in some other industry. We came to this industry because we genuinely want to help people, right, Brian? Absolutely. Okay, um, you're looking at me like I'm like nuts, which is normal. Um, <laughs> but we genuinely want to help people, and what do we want to do? Do we want to overcharge so people can't have access to all this information that we feel so passionate about, or do we? make it more accessible and, you know, link up with other people and, you know, have more relationships and networking. And that's, you know, I really, we really appreciate what you're doing because you're giving access to so many more people and, and giving them the tools and saying, listen, here it is. Invest in yourself. Look at all that you are going to be able to bring other people. And guess what? You're going to make some extra money, but it's now. And this is what it is. Yes. Love it. And one of my favorite quotes is Zig Ziglar. Are you two fans of Zig Ziglar? Yes, mm-hmm. yes I am. He's, he's got this quote, and it's something like, you can have anything you want in life if you just help other people get what they want. Yes. And uh-huh. that's sort of the way I look at it. And both in, even when I was running boot camp, it was like, okay, if I want to get 100 clients, I can look at it selfishly and be like, oh, what can I do to get 100 clients? Or I can be like, okay, how can I give? How can I put together the perfect program so that a hundred people just come to me and they're like, "I want this thing. Give me this thing." You know, that's the easier way. Instead of trying to be selfish and, and think about me, how can I get other people what they want? And they're going to keep coming, and they're going to tell their friends, and I can charge more, and they're still going to, or I can increase my rates, and and they're still going to come because they're happy. So that's that's my life philosophy there. You know, how can I help as many people as possible, and I know in return it's going to come back to me. Absolutely. Just be a good, decent human being. That's what and make some money. That's a lesson that I've learned in the last couple See, of years. You like Zig Ziglar? I like Ice Cube, and he said, "If you ain't making dollars, you ain't making sense." So <laughs> you know, you got you got to do a little bit of both. And yeah, and and cream always isn't cash rules everything around me. Okay, it not always no, it's love truth. usually it's or people. You know, it's 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 we don't like you said we don't get into this because you know we get into it because it's our passion and helping people. But um, you know, if you can expand your reach uh, globally and and you know or just you know from to the next town over, who cares? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's just about it's about spreading your word and and helping as many people as you can. And uh, you know, I know that. Uh, Christine and, and I look forward to. I, I have some programs too that we can uh, throw on your platform as well, and and uh, you know get get uh, get get down under for us. That would be awesome. I can't. I'm already starting to plan my 2022 trip to Australia. Everywhere, anywhere I got a piggy bank. Anywhere <laughs> that'll take us at this point. As soon as they let the Yanks out of the, oh, out of the United States, we're going somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, it's been. Uh, it's <laughs> definitely on my list. There's got to be a good marathon to run too, right? London. Well, well, no, yeah, Australia. We're going oh, Australia. Australia. Yeah, we're, going we're going everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, there's the city to serve, so it's like <gasps> it's like it's like a it's like a fun run. Um, it's I think 14k or something like that. So it's not a marathon, but like it's one of the it's the biggest fitness event in Australia. There's oh. this you can do you can do the bridge run as well, where you run over the Harbour Bridge, but yes. that's not as popular. It's probably not. It's probably a nicer view, but it's not as popular. General, like the city. Is how many miles is it to run around Australia, <laughs> like the country? <laughs> She's a nut. She's a nut. I, like, I, can't, I can't count that high. It's gonna be I want to run through it. Oh, I <laughs> want to run around it. Okay. Like, it's probably really pretty. I don't know if there's cliffs or whatnot. You run with the animals, and I'll run with the <laughs> on the perimeter. Uh, <laughs> where Where are you? What uh, What part of Australia are you located? Uh, I, I'm in Sydney myself. Yeah. 
All right, good. A, a good friend of mine is actually in Sydney. I actually have two good friends uh, that, that live in Sydney. So I, you know what? Someday, Jono, someday we're going to come knocking on your door. We're going to do some boot camp, too. Hi. Hi. I'm here to stay at your house. <laughs> I don't cook, but I can clean and run. <laughs> as long as you can be crazy on the microphone, you're welcome at my place. Oh, that would be great. Oh my gosh. Be careful what you ask for is all I have to say about that. You never know. How you do people know. how do people get in touch with you? How do they find us or find you and, and what's the best way? Facebook page and all. Let's go. Yes. So your best is probably the Facebook group. Um you can look me up on any social media, Jono Petrohillos, but probably going to struggle to spell my first name and my surname. So if you can find me, that's, that's good. But probably the best thing to do is just join our Facebook group. It's called the Fitness Education Online Community Facebook group. Um, super supportive. There's, I think, 14,000, 15,000 trainers in there. Everyone's super supportive. We all share tips and ideas. Uh, and we have a, a strong no dickheads policy. So there's no, you don't, you know how on Facebook you make a post and everyone tries to criticize you or or whatever. Yep. Yeah. We don't allow those people in, you know, you can obviously have your opinion. That's fine. That's what, you know, the world is for. But if you try and bully or criticize someone else's opinion, uh, we just remove you from the group straight away. Good. So that way it's sort of, cause yeah, when when, like, I know it may not be the most diplomatic way. You should probably, you know, ask them, you know, not to do it. I can't be bothered, you know. She's like, hey, if you're You're going to do that, they're probably probably going to do it again. Let's just get it. And this is another lesson I've learned in boot camp as well, where one bad apple can ruin your whole business. Like let's say you're running a boot camp and you've got a group of 20 people in there and one person is just a pain in the ass. That can result in five or six people in that boot camp not coming back because the mood is bad. Right. But if you just boot that one person out, great. Yeah, you've lost one person, but those other 19 are staying and you're going to grow from there. Same thing with a Facebook group. So, yeah, join the Facebook group, Fitness Education Online Community. All right. Uh, you know what? I can vouch for that. I've been, I'm in the group, and it's a very supportive group and uh, not a lot of dickheads. So uh, you did it. <laughs> you did it. They're not, no dickheads. They're all gone. I keep referring people, a, yeah. and they keep joining, which I'm excited. So. That's exciting Thank you. stuff. I appreciate you too. I am so excited to finally, uh, you know, we both are, to get you on the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast. You are now officially in the archives, mm-hmm. and uh, we can't wait. We'll have to, we're going to have to, you know, get the state of the state from Australia every once in a while. So so sit tight because, you know, you may, you may be our... Uh, you know, our go-to, what the heck is going on? Australian and New Zealand correspondent. Yes. It's a big position. In I don't know if you're the, ready uh, for it, you know. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm, I'm ready. Oh, my gosh. So um, I will actually – I know this is going to come out, but I will be at Phylex tomorrow night, which is actually Friday. No, Friday morning on, on yeah, you, your time, whatever. Something. Okay. I don't know when. Um, so I'm super excited for that. And, uh, we, the two fit crazies are ready to, um, you know, move into Australia at Bags any time. Are packed. We're ready. So we're here. We're here for you. Whatever you need, please let us know. And, uh, we'll get all this information pumped out right to all of our listeners all over and, um, expect that big surge on your Facebook group. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. All right. With that said, everyone, it is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.